Hey, hey, sister, let's get ready to lace up and level up because we are Hot Girl Walking and Talking. I'm Maggie, your host and hype girl. Happy Sunday. Y'all, I'm so honored to have you here. We are basically going to jump right into it, which let me just say, I did not realize the amount of time that passed between this episode being recorded today and the last episode, which was like a week ago. Please accept my sincerest apologies. This week got away from me. We took some time to go hang out in Utah for a little bit, and I just completely lost track of the podcast, which, you know, I consider that almost, it's not a good thing, but the reason that it it got pushed to the side was because of all this other stuff that's been going on, which is really exciting. I've had tons of calls with so many of you. There are so many women who are curious and interested in changing their lives and taking the ultimate step to truly taking control of their lives and changing the aspects that they are no longer happy with and that they are no longer going to allow to steer them into their future. So if you have been thinking about booking a call or chatting about what it means to work with me, you can absolutely head over to www.calendly.com slash consistency queens, all one word. Come set up a call. Let's chat. Let's see how we can work together. Uh, I will be really honest. I only reserve those spots for those who are serious about changing their lives. So if you're still on the fence and you're like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it's really my time. It is completely normal to have some fear and anxiety around booking that call, chatting with me. I totally get that. But even though there's the fear and the anxiety, there should be this underlying drive and just this passion and deep understanding that you are ready to make the changes necessary so that you don't need to continue coming back to this spot and spinning your wheels and zombie scrolling on social media for hours because you feel so overwhelmed and paralyzed with fear. When you get to the point when you know that you are over it and you are willing to do whatever it takes to make the change, you're gonna know. Even if the anxiety is there and that fear and that what if syndrome kicks in, it's okay because deep down more than anything else, you know, you are ready to make the change. So that's, if you are at that spot where you feel it and you're like, I cannot keep going down this road and doing the same thing over and over. If you are at that point, then you absolutely need to book a call. We need to chat because you deserve to take advantage of that feeling. Don't let it pass you. Don't let this be something that just kind of comes into your mind and then goes away and then, you know, you wake up tomorrow morning and you go back to, eh, it's, it's fine, it's not that bad, I can deal with it. Don't let that continue to happen. You don't deserve it. So before we get started today, the, and what we're really going to dive into today, I kind of had an epiphany about it the other day, and I've been thinking about it, and the more I think about it, the more it makes sense, and I really want to drop it here, but... First, I'm going to leave you with this little morsel that I think is so important to not only think about, but to continue thinking about so that it really resonates and it really sticks in our brain. And it's this idea that, you know, I see it everywhere on social media, in all the books, listening to podcasts, like it's everywhere where people talk about work-life balance. And 
I've always kind of fought against that phrase because it just never really sat right with me, but I couldn't figure out why. Now I understand why I don't really like that phrase, and it's because there is not actually a balance between work and life. You don't find the balance. If anything, you are constantly balancing what's going on between work and life. So when people talk about the work-life balance, it implies that there is some beautiful middle ground where everything just feels cohesive and it feels like it's flowing and everything is just equally balanced out. Uh, And maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm just doing it wrong, but I have never actually felt that. And I would guess that most super successful people have also never felt that. So instead of setting yourself up for this negative expectation of reaching a balance between work and life, which again, I don't think that exists, uh, I want you to understand that there are always going to be moments in life where you are going to have to give more to work. And then there are going to be moments in life where you have to give more to life. And it's not necessarily about finding the balance. It's about understanding that we are continuously balancing both of these things. And sometimes one is going to need more attention than the other, and that's okay. So I want you to really think about that. If you find yourself fighting with the work-life balance phrase, there's probably a reason that you're fighting with it. And it could very well be the same reason I was wrestling with trying to figure out what it actually meant. So let's, uh, you know, let's keep it more realistic. I don't know if there is actually a balance. It's just about balancing, if that makes sense. I hope it did. But let's roll into the bulk of the episode. Again, I've been thinking about this for a few days, and the more I think about it, the more I love it because it makes so much sense and it takes the pressure off. It gives more meaning and clarity to something that we all have to go through. So you may have seen it on my TikTok the other day. I did make a quick video about it, Uh, but it's basically this idea that when we talk about growth, You know, everybody says that they want to grow, they want to heal, and yet they find themselves doing the same things that they've been doing in the past that are not actually helping them grow. They fall back into the same patterns, the same habits, the same routines, and they feel this dissonance within themselves because they're struggling. They know they want to grow, but they can't seem to walk away from the stuff that is stopping them from growing. And as a a coach, as a therapist, as a trainer, as all of these things, and ultimately as a human being who has struggled with this for most of my life, been really trying to figure it out. Why, why do we struggle with this so much? And here's, here's the epiphany that I had the other day. Growing oftentimes requires grieving. And whether we know that consciously or unconsciously, it puts us in a really hard spot because nobody wants to go through the grieving process. If you lose a loved one or if you lose a pet and you have to go through that grieving process, you know how painful it is. So let's take let's take an animal, for example. So let's say you have a dog or you have a cat. You know that they're getting older. Or maybe they're not even that old. Maybe you just think about the day when they're not going to be around. Think about the emotions that that brings out in you. When you are just thinking about the day that you know that your animal, your pet, is going to die. When we think about grief, it tends to be very overwhelming because we do not want to think about 
or have to live a life without that pet or without that person or family member or whoever it is that passes away. And the same can be true when we decide to grow and heal and we need to leave behind the person that we were, the people that were harming us or holding us back, the situations that were not serving us, all of these things that we leave behind in the name of growth and healing, we need to grieve those things. And because we need to grieve them, a lot of times we will not take the steps in the right direction because we we know how painful it is to grieve. So on one level, like I want you to think about this. Let's say you're thinking about getting a new job because you know that your job is just really not good for you. You don't love it. You actually hate going there every day. But what if you have a solid group of coworkers and you love being with those coworkers? You know that the right answer for you and for your health and for your future is to find a new job. But if you love your coworkers, that might make it more difficult to leave. Or at least it gives you an excuse or it gives you a a doorstop almost, right? Like you, you're not ready to close the door on that old career because you've got the doorstop, which is your coworkers. You don't want to grieve losing those people because you know if you go get a new job, chances are you're going to lose touch with most of those people. I have a real life example for that. So I was in the Army National Guard for six years and at the very end of my contract. So when you get to the end of a contract, you either get to re-enlist or you leave. And I knew that I needed to get out of the guard. It was just completely destroying my mental health. I wasn't in a good place. I knew that I needed to leave. But over six years, I had built so many friendships with the people in my unit that there was part of me that was like, eh, what if I just stayed? Yeah, I don't like this part and I don't like this part, but I love the people that I get to hang out with. So what if I just stayed for them? And there was a moment or two where I really considered staying in, even though I knew how detrimental it was to my mental health and I knew it wasn't serving my future in any way. But part of me wanted to stay just because I didn't want to grieve the people that I knew I was going to lose. And eventually I ended up getting out. I did not re-enlist and I was really sad at first. Like I missed those people. And then as time went on, I went through the grieving process. Now I don't really think about it. Really, I don't think about it at all. So, but in that moment, it was, it was tough to think about having to lose those people. And I think this happens when we leave a relationship as well. So if you break up with somebody because you know it is the right decision to make, this person is showing you exactly why you need to walk away. Even though you know it's the right decision, a lot of times people will run back to that person because they're unwilling to grieve the loss. They don't want to go through the pain of the grieving, so instead they try to convince themselves, well, it wasn't that bad, or when it was good, it was good, so I'm just going to give them another chance. And really, when we do this, we are doing such a disservice to ourselves. We are not honoring ourselves and we are absolutely not allowing ourselves to grow because we try to make sense of it. We try to justify why we should stay when in reality, what absolutely needs to happen is we need to rip off the bandaid and allow the grieving to happen. So those two examples, you know, I see these all the time with clients that I'm working with and just listening to other people talk about their journeys. 
but on a very personal level, there is a grieving process that comes along with growing into somebody new and becoming a new version of yourself. And I don't want to say new version, like I, I know that this version of you already exists. You just need to be able to unleash that potential and really introduce that new person to the world. Um, so I know that that person already exists. You just need to step into that power and that version of you. But there is grieving that comes along with leaving your old self behind. Because the person that you are right now, and let's say you're super frustrated, you are just so fed up with spinning your wheels and not getting stuff done and breaking promises to yourself, even though it really sucks to be in that position, you're still used to being in that position. You have still created this uncomfortable comfort zone because you've been doing it for months or years or maybe even your entire life. So it's very terrifying to think about growing and healing and becoming that best version of yourself because ultimately that means you have to leave the old you behind. And I really think that the reason we have such a hard time with this is because we don't actually trust that we're going to get to that better version of ourselves. We don't actually trust that it's going to happen. And if we've never been in that space before, we don't really know what to expect. Everybody talks about wanting the happiest, healthiest version of themselves, but if they can't actually picture it, of course they're going to fight themselves subconsciously to stay stuck because they don't know what it looks like to be the happiest, healthiest version of themselves. And to take that a step further, if you have never had the confidence and the self-esteem that you've been wanting, it's almost impossible to imagine having that. We get so complacent in staying stuck, even if we know that we want something different. If we continue to do the things over and over again that are not serving us and are stopping us from growing, there is so much fear about what it's going to look like when we get onto the other side of that. I completely understand it, but at a certain point, you need to decide what matters more. Does it matter more to you to stay exactly where you are and stay stuck just so that you don't need to feel any discomfort? Or does it matter more that you allow yourself to go through this growth and grieving process so that you can come out on the other side feeling amazing and truly being able to unleash that power that you know you have? So here's the, I mean, the toughest part about this is that nobody can make this choice for you. Nobody is going to tell you what the right answer is, and nobody can make the decision for you. As a coach, it's my job to be with you every step of the way on that journey so that you know you have somebody who has not only already done it herself, but has helped dozens of other women do the same. You know, that's my job. But to actually get to the point where you make the decision, nobody can do that except for you. And there's so much power in that, but if you don't understand or recognize your power right now, it's no wonder that so many of us don't make that decision because we don't know what we're capable of. We know that we want it, but we have no idea what it actually feels like. And I remember so clearly, there have been so many moments in my life in the past few years where I knew that I wanted something different, I needed something different, and there was still part of me that said, eh, 
Are you sure you want to step into that? What if you fail? What if you look stupid? What if it doesn't work? And now I've gotten to this point in my life where I'm like, I don't care if I fail. I don't care if it doesn't work. I actually look forward to that because that means I'm able to learn and adjust and do things better. But I absolutely remember when I did not have the confidence, I did not have the self-esteem, and I was so desperate for change, but I couldn't even imagine what that change looked like. So I stayed in a very negative, toxic place for years. And if you're in that place right now and you are so sick of it, I need you to know that I understand and you deserve to step into this new place. And even though it's gonna feel uncomfortable and even though there is grieving that needs to happen, the payoff is so absolutely worth it that I promise you, you will never look back and say, wow, I wish I didn't do that. It just doesn't work like that. This is where true change occurs and it doesn't need to be this whole big thing. It's not a life-changing thing. It starts with one decision. What is one thing that you can do today that is going to set you up for more success tomorrow and the day after that? Stop looking at the whole giant goal, which is terrifying and overwhelming, and focus on the one thing. What is the one thing you can do today? And maybe it's setting up a call with me. Maybe it's setting boundaries in your workplace. Maybe it's actually breaking up with that person who is not serving you. Whatever it is, it's just one thing. And that one thing is going to lead to another thing, which leads to another thing. And in the process of growing, you will feel those periods of grief. And you're going to look back and you're going to say, well, I wasn't really happy there, but at least I was comfortable. Should I go back? And the answer is always going to be no. There's no reason to go back. In my mind, now that I'm in this place that I'm in and I am constantly challenging myself and stepping into new realms, I truly believe it is selfish to stay where we are. It is selfish to have a dream or a goal and to just let it sit there. It's selfish because if you can think it, if you can imagine it, that means you can bring it to life. So the disservice that you are doing to yourself by allowing yourself to think it and then doing nothing, you are setting your future self up for failure and that is selfish. So I know there's some of you listening to this and you're like, I'm the most selfless person I know. And that might be true. You might be very selfless when it comes to other people, but what about yourself? When was the last time that you did something truly good and wholesome and life-changing for yourself because if you are that person that just gives your all to everybody else and you put your own dreams and goals on the back burner hate to break it to you sister but that's selfish that is absolutely selfish you're telling me you're not a selfish person prove it do something today that is setting the future you up for success doesn't need to be life-changing it could be a 20-minute walk It could be designated time away from all of your devices so that you're completely unplugged. There is a future version of you. And in these moments, day by day, we are creating that future version of ourselves. So who are you deciding to create? Because you can just as easily go back to doing the same things, hanging out with the same people, spending your life in the same toxic work environment or whatever it is. But no matter what choice you make, you are setting up your future version of yourself. 
So if you decide to do one thing differently today, that's altering your path. That's creating a better future version of you. And because you now know that growth can feel like grieving, take that information and run with it. Now that you're aware of it, you can start to protect yourself against it, or at least allow yourself to understand that it's normal to feel this way. Because most of us never want to feel uncomfortable, we never make changes in our lives, even though deep down we know that we should. But now you know, it's going to be uncomfortable. And there's a reason. It's because growth often feels like grieving. So allow yourself to grieve who you were with the understanding that grieving her means becoming the absolutely happiest, healthiest, most amazing version of yourself. There's a payoff and you are going to find it as long as you keep doing those little things every day to get you closer. Choose your one thing, make it happen today, and then tomorrow do the same thing. And then the day after that, and I promise you, Now that you have the information and you continue to do these little things day by day, life is going to change. And if you need help, you know I've got you. Shoot me an email. Hey Maggie at weprevail.biz. I hope you all enjoy the rest of your day and I will catch you on the flip side.